90% of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad. We're we're learning our new machine. It's still scary, but we're learning. <laughs> so you've actually touched it. <laughs> I made 13 parts the other day for an order that had to ship out. Did you sit and watch it the whole time because you were scared to death it was going to do something oh, yeah. terrible? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I stood there with my hand on the e-stop. <laughs> so how long do you think it's going to, you know, actually make you money because you're going to just watch it the entirety of its running time? <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. The the mill was very much like that for quite a while. Okay. And we'll we'll get there. And we've also got an order coming up where we've got to make like 500 of the same little part. So after it runs that successfully, you know, 400 something times, I'll probably be able to walk away. (laughs) I mean, not too far away. (laughs) Right. Are you going to have like a remote (laughs) e-stop? No, it doesn't it doesn't have the capability to do that, but it does have a camera where I can look inside the machine on my phone from anywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> that's pretty cool though. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so that's been that's been fun. That's mostly what we've been up to here. Uh had some good feedback on our winter weather show and even some discussion of well, hey, we had these really funny things, and uh, you you did some statistics on whether pea-sized was really pea-sized. I sure did. <laughs> I was really and what surprised. Was the conclusion? I was really surprised. Most of my peas were pea-sized tail size. <laughs> yeah, so they they must have done some measurement. Uh huh. Yeah, they sure did. God bless that undergraduate. <laughs> right. Here's this bag of peas and a ruler, kid. Yeah, somebody got an internship and they were really excited until they walked into a room and said, what are all these cans of peas for? Exactly. (laughs) And all these ping pong balls. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You could probably get calipers too. You could have them do calipers for everyone. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that that could lead down a path to a career of being a machinist. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, I mean, you got to have your, find your love of 19 significant digits somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. I mean, speaking of careers of being a machinist, <laughs> I <Yes>. thought, <laughs> so we have been very busy with search committees lately, and we have eight paleontology candidates coming in well four have already come in and four more to go and so we have been traveling to our museum which is on the south part of campus from where we are on the northeast part of campus to see talks because the they're paleo people so part of their job is like curations at the museum and it just got me thinking because these talks were all so interesting and while still connected to, you know, what I do, still far out of the realm, I thought maybe we should talk about, like, the alternate universes that we inhabit and what our science jobs are there. <laughs> What's Parallel Universe Shannon doing right Yes, now? exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because these things were so cool. 
the top of these things, meaning their research was so cool, but so far from what I do. And, you know, like no geophysics people hardly were in the room because why would they be? And <laughs> yeah, bones aren't a type of uh-huh. seismic velocity. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I thought we should talk about that because I actually don't. I'm hoping you may surprise me. Like, I could predict for you, but... I'm very curious, because to me, what I'm doing now is alternate reality. Okay, parallel yeah, universe, exactly, John. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick something else. <laughs> right. That is exactly true. So, um, yeah, it's just something... We've interviewed each other on here a lot before, but that's not something we talked about. So I don't know what my parallel universe person's doing. So I, I have a couple. One is probably not surprising, but maybe the other two are. I don't know. Is, is one of them still a barista somewhere? <laughs> that's like five universes. No, that's not. That's the very next parallel universe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying science jobs. But if you want to take another job, that's fine, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, that barista job I had was very hard. <laughs> Oh, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it at all. I know you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was fantastic, actually. Um, and it's made me such a jerk at coffee shops now. <laughs> just just a jerk. <laughs> uh, excuse me. How long was that ristretto pool? Mm, I think you didn't leave it in long enough. <clears throat> Have you had the discussion about tall, grande, venti? <laughs> I refuse to say it. I order small, medium, and large. As do I. Mm-hmm. Yep. I won't do it. And I I don't dislike Starbucks. I go there once a week. I won't least. go that far either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, one of my grad student mates said, you can take your Starbucks coffee that you got 10 hours earlier and heat it up and it's like taste exactly the same. And that's true. So I guess I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole science there, too, but probably not one I'm interested enough to claim as an alternate reality career. Yeah. So so what is an alternate reality career for Shannon? Uh, Okay. So I think the first one that maybe you'd probably guess fairly soon, based on my fun paper picks, is I actually was pretty close to taking the chemistry medical track. It's true. You do do a lot of BMJ papers. So what kind of medical track? Like trauma or research? (laughs) No, no, I wanted to do, yeah, I wanted to do research. I wanted to do genetics research. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took, so the small town I'm from, only got AP classes my senior year in high school. So, like, we, we had honors courses, but, I mean, my graduating class, it wasn't super small. It was, like, 210. But that's pretty small for a lot of people. So we had honors courses, but we got AP calculus and AP biology my senior year. And I couldn't take AP calculus because it was at the same time as band. Hold on, let me push these glasses up. Uh. Right. <laughs> But I did take AP Biology, and Ann Hicks, who was, you know, partially responsible for me being a scientist, along with my eighth grade science teacher, um, 
she did such a great job. It was so cool. It was such a cool class. Like, we got, like, official lab notebooks and did all this stuff, all these experiments. And, you know, I took the AP test and did real great. I got college credit for zoology and all this stuff. And, yeah, I just... We did DNA electrophoresis, like, in class, which was super awesome. Yeah. And so I just thought that that would be a cool thing to do, to be a medical researcher. I like the idea of, like, when you draw a lab, <laughs> when you ask a kid to draw a lab, like, it looks like a medical research lab, you know? Yeah. And I thought that that would be super cool. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, like, it's all science, but... Living tissue science is so different than rocks. <laughs> it is so far from a solid earth or... So far. Physical science. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really is. Um, so I still find all that stuff really cool. I actually read... <laughs> I probably read more medical journals in a, in a week than I do geology. I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I went too far trying to explain mRNA vaccines the other day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm mm, yeah, sorry. that that could get heated quickly. I'll, uh, I'll step back on those science jar. No, no, too far. Like with the jargony science terms, and they're like, aren't you a geologist? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my hobby. <laughs> my my hobby career. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you have a pen name that you publish your medical research under? <laughs> uh, not one that's G-rated for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, that's probably the unsurprising one and the science that is still interesting to me that has nothing to do. I mean, we talk all the time about, like, the physics of weather and rocks is the same because it is. But, man... The physics of the body and all that jazz. Like, I don't know. You put living tissues in there, it's a whole nother ballgame. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's mine. That's my hmm. first one. I mean, I, I really, I did have an excellent AP bio teacher as well. And oh. it was interesting to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think I ever considered it as a career choice. Okay. But that's because, no, a teacher makes all the difference. And Man, I it does. I learned a ton in AP bio, and it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It does. All our, you know, we didn't have, we didn't, did you have a geology class in high school? No. Yeah, we didn't either. So it was biology or nothing, basically. Um, you could take biology or chemistry. Yeah. We had a really great chem teacher that retired and so my chem teacher was this dude that was emergency certified to teach. And he would, he was like a chemi from some company. <laughs> and he would fall asleep on his own shoulders during class. And we just mixed stuff up. Like I learned absolutely nothing in chemistry. So. Oh, so we had a really good chemistry teacher too. I did learn a lot from oh, him as man. well. No, I was so disappointed. It was such a waste. So was very sad about that and i had a excellent this is not something you'll hear about gen eds at any major university most of the time i still hear from my kim one teacher from ou are you kidding who had a 
class of 700 and something people. Oh my gosh. Uh, we still keep up on, on social media. Uh, wow. Just amazing teacher wow. who in a class of 700 people still cared about anybody that came for help. That's super awesome. And something that I don't think I could have done as a, as yeah. a teacher mm-hmm. in a class of 700. It's just a massive sea of people. Yeah. No kidding. Um, no kidding. That's but no, super cool. Really, really great. I think the chemistry department at OU is, I don't know if they're like one of the top, I don't know what top chemistry departments are, but man, our chemistry department really seems to have it together. Like, yeah, big time. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I like my chemistry teachers at OU, but I, I mean, I joke that I hate chemistry, but it really is because of that high school teacher, he sucked so bad. Right. I learned nothing, you know, and so I came in to OU very deficient in chemistry, which is my own fault. I could have, I could have figured that out, but um, yeah. It, it made a the, huge difference. Chemistry is also the one lab that I found the most frustrating. Uh, mm. And we'll, we'll actually get to that later. Oh, but, excellent. Uh, excellent. I mean, I will agree with so, you, but probably for different reasons. <laughs> so many times trying to do a chemistry lab, like you get, and there's just one step that you didn't get quite right. It's like, and we're back to step one. <laughs> I would have thought you'd be a huge fan of titrating. <laughs> Not as much. <laughs> Uh, no, of course not. You'd want a robot to do that for you. I mean, this is why control loops were invented. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so enough about my failed medical career. What about okay. you? <laughs> uh, so actually very, very close to chemistry. Uh, I had a, a scholarship to go somewhere totally different. Mm-hmm. And pursue a career in nuclear engineering. Okay. Mm-hmm. So somewhere, alternate universe John is out there designing reactors. That doesn't surprise me either. I mean, yeah. you got real close to, you worked on a reactor, right? Yeah. Yeah. In I used several universe. reactors as sources for things <laughs> in, in this universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always found nuclear materials fascinating. The fact that this material spontaneously decomposes into other materials and in doing so emits free energy. Free energy. That's right. That question Our, is on. Well, go ahead. Okay. I mean, not, not free. There, there's no. entropy, but yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. Correct. <laughs> energy that we are able to harness. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful there. <laughs> Say the word free energy before you know it. We'll be in an AGU session called the Mysteries of Bode's Law. Oh, oh, don't say those words to me. Do we need to beep that out? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a friend that has his PhD in nuclear engineering. And he went to Penn. And I found that to be, yeah, boring. That's what I found it to be. Just I the mean, just the engineering part. <laughs> that is so. I did actually take a couple of semesters of nuclear engineering anyway. Oh, of course you <laughs> um, did. <laughs> for funsies. Yep. 
That's why it took me five years to finish. Uh, I took astrophysics uh, for funsies, so, you know, I can't say anything. We're, we're very uniquely broken people. Aren't we? Um, That's why I thought we should talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I took uh, two semesters, and actually they were remote, so I re- enrolled in a course at uh, Kansas. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And got transfer credit to OU. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, loved it. Did did one on uh, basic nuclear chemistry, and then one was more nuclear engineering. We talked a lot about reactor design and health physics and, you know, body doses and calculating body doses. and. Oh, that's a uh, fun homework problem. <laughs> y- yeah, you know, okay, these many people were exposed to this much radiation. What's the average mortality rate, assuming a dose of so many grays on the abdomen and yeah wow okay hmm. interesting um, super fascinating and it it kind of tickles all the things because there's some engineering parts there's some physics-y things there's some chemistry things there's math there's statistics mm-hmm. uh, and unlike geology it actually happens in a time where i know if i was right ah, 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 ah. i mean not total decay that doesn't happen in but, you know. No, but <laughs> that's a problem for someone else's backyard, Shannon. <laughs> Swimming pool is glowing. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. Well, and you you do you get all the cool blue glowing Trinkoff radiation. Yeah, that's uh, what should attract you to this. <laughs> it's like a bug light for nerds. <laughs> and our show title. <laughs> I am writing it down now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's very, yeah, that's not surprising. Something I've never thought about as a job ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is are you going to totally stun us in that your next one is a chemist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that, uh, that genetics was the closest I'm going to get to chemistry. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, another one, and I actually looked into this in high school, um, like which schools were the best for this, and I contacted a few of them. Entomology. In, it, it bugs you, me that I didn't know this about you. <laughs> so that pause was either you looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was coming up with that, that amazing yep. one-liner <laughs> um yeah it's late i'm a little slow it's it's all right it was fine <laughs> i love bugs i think they're so cool i used to talk about how i think ants are going to take over the world which i still sort of think um yeah absolutely i so so uh, like again as a researcher as a I didn't bug know was a <laughs> <laughs> I mean I wanted to do bug research but I didn't know what jobs were out there and this is actually why I contacted I talked to a bunch of people at extension offices and stuff doing this in high school um, You bugged them? Yes, I bugged them. <laughs> oh, it's just going to keep going. <laughs> it's going to keep going. I just couldn't get anywhere, though. I felt like a moth fluttering up against a... No. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so one guy told me the military actually employs a large number of entomologists. 
which <laughs> I, kn- I know. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I imagine it's for like, uh, we're going to be in this jungle. What kind of weird diseases are we going to get? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, maybe. I thought that or was... Or some kind of odd bioweapon. Like... Yeah. So I thought that was really weird. And I didn't pursue it much further because... My brothers are in the military, and if I was going to be in the military, I was going to do it and be a pilot. I wasn't going to be an entomologist in the military. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was my other one, which, I don't know, maybe that comes through, too. I talk about that dung beetle fun paper quite a lot in conversation, probably more than I should, more than normal social... <laughs> whatever's should dictate that dung beetles should come up <laughs> man i am i am trying desperately to come up with some some good jokes for that but I, <laughs> nope <laughs> nothing about it being a poopy conversation or anything like that <laughs> no i was trying to come up with a military rank that would be funny but <laughs> maybe maybe by the end of the conversation you'll get there maybe <laughs> like i said it's late uh-huh yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, I have a tattoo of a moth, man. Like, not a moth man. I have a tattoo of a moth. <laughs> that would be an amazing Comma tattoo. Comma man. <laughs> it would be. Maybe I'll get that too. Um, a moth man. I like it. I, so last year when we went out to field camp with our, you know, very reduced group of students, um, there's a biogeographer at OU who wanted to come out. And his partner is a... She's an entomologist. And I said, oh, I'm going to bug her to death <laughs> about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about bugs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I said, so she can come as long as she can handle me asking her a thousand questions. And it was super funny. Like, I fangirled out on this lady like I'm sure has never happened to her before. <laughs> Uh huh. Like as soon as I met her, I was said, oh, "I love bugs. Like I love bugs. Look at my tattoo. What do you work on?" Like she was just, yes, it was great. I made a fool of myself. It was super great. And she said, mm, "I don't work at the Lepidoptera very much." I said, "Oh, well, that's disappointing." But then all week she'd call me over to her front porch to look at all the moths. So it made me happy. Nice. <laughs> yes, exactly. She actually worked on dragonflies. Can you imagine a more like peaceful and awesome research thing to do? I'm going to go out to this field and catch and sketch some dragonflies. How cool is that? That is pretty interesting. Uh-huh. She literally wrote the book on Oklahoma dragonflies. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah. I think caterpillars are real weird. It freaks me out that there are caterpillars that can sting you and, like, bring blinding pain. I think that's a weird thing. That is weird. Mm-hmm. And we have these trees. We have, this is all, has all these weird things that happen to you when you're little that affect the rest of your life, right? So we have these trees in my yard growing up called catalpa trees. They're all over here. They have those weird, long, stringy bean-looking things in the fall. Yeah. And so they would get these white flowers in the spring. And after the white flowers came these huge green and black caterpillars. Like they look like little race cars. They were like lime green with black racing stripes. 
and they had like weird little some of them had like weird little stinger looking things and i found out much later and i have these trees at my house now i have three of them and they're called catalpa moths and they're these moths which i never remember seeing the moths that only feed on catalpa leaves and they will like totally denude the tree of foliage some years and I, huh. it was so weird. And we had three of these trees at my house growing up. And so, like, you could barely go in the backyard because there would be so many caterpillars everywhere for, like, two weeks or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that was a very formative experience because I obviously spent a lot of time outside and I could not right. go in that backyard. And one of them fell on my head, you know, a couple times. So that was real creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was so weird that there was these this amazing volume of bugs that only feed on this one type of leaf from this tree. Yeah. Isn't that strange? It's amazing that they can make it, I, exactly. <laughs> you know, adapted into something else. Exactly. Like, how is this not? Yeah, that's what I thought. And I thought, wow, but there's a lot of weird bugs out there and that would be cool, but I don't want to work for the military. So. All right. There we go. That was my number two. What other type right. of what what other type of engineer did you want to be? I'll say this will surprise nobody. Um, well, so very early on, I thought I wanted to do like a weather service job, and then right. like the second I ever did forecasting, I was like, "This is miserable." <laughs> um, I don't like forecasting. Wow. Hmm. At all. Uh, really. Computer models get us pretty close and then wait 24 hours and see if they were right. Oh, my. Like. <laughs> I should revoke your degree, like, right now. Oh, my Lord. You do know I went to OU, right? Like, we don't do forecasting. <laughs> that is true. Uh, way more now, though. It's real weird. It's like, true. The, it was, um, you were a pariah if you wanted to be, like, a forecaster. Like, yeah. You didn't do that. Like, OU was for research, and that was it. But no, they're way into it now. It's very surprising. Well, and I mean, I'm not going to say I couldn't have enjoyed it once I yeah. developed the skill and got good at it. Um, you know, like everything else, emphasize for comedy. But uh, <laughs> I, I just didn't think that was what I wanted to do. Because in forecasting, you develop your personal skill, which helps nobody else develop <laughs> theirs. Yeah, that is true. That's very um, individual. So I thought, well, I'm going to stay in weather. I'm going to do, again, something that kind of tickles a lot of the things that I like. It tickles some engineering, some electronics, all this. And I want to do, like, radar research. Yeah, that's not surprising. Design radars, use them to go chase some tornadoes. Mm -hmm. You know, get all the fun things that I like to do together. Uh, and then I was introduced into that world and saw that the world of radar meteorology research is, or at least was at the time, I think it's much less so now. Uh, I think now there's a lot more collaboration. At that time, it was very cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, and that did not interest me. I just wanted to do my science, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, along with several other things, made me think, well, that's not the direction that I want to pursue. 
And pretty much by the end of freshman year, I knew that radar meteorology is not where I was going to go. <laughs> that's so interesting because that's always why, you know, when people are like, why didn't you go into meteorology? That's the first thing I cite is that it was very competitive and I'm a competitive person. So that's fine with me, but it was competitive in like the mean, I'm going to cut you out of the way competitive. And right. that was not fun. Like, like there's something to be said for everybody lifting everybody else up. You know, we yes. have competition, but everybody's at the end of the day, we're all pulling towards the same goal. That was not what was happening at that time. No, I feel like everyone had a, a shank and was, yeah. And that was not fun at all. So, you know, out there, either alternate universe, parallel universe, John, um, <laughs> was shanked and is laying by a radar truck somewhere. Uh, was the shanker and is driving a radar truck over somebody. Or in that alternate universe, it was not nearly that competitive at that moment in time, and I went into the field and am quite happy. So it's I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, I, that's a much better... Um... <laughs> I think it's not. I've asked... So we've had a couple. This might surprise you as well. We've had, I don't know, maybe five people that I can count, all girls, that were meteorology, geology, double majors. None of them wound up getting both degrees, but started at, made through at least a couple of years of that double major in the past eight years. Okay. So we've had quite a few, and all of them have quit not because of the reasons we said. And I'm like, you know, how's the, how's the environment? What's it like? And everybody's like, yeah, it's really great. And I'm like, oh, so like this is why I didn't love it. And they're like, oh, no, it's not like that at all. Right. So that's interesting. I think maybe there's enough jobs to go around now. And That's true. It was very... Yeah. It, it was described to me on my visit as two inverse cones. There are a lot of people <laughs> with bachelors, not many people with PhDs, and the job market for meteorology at that time was the exact opposite. If you had a bachelor's, there were no jobs. And if you had a PhD, there were tons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly right. And I think that OU has broaden their horizons a bit and also i mean meteorology is a fairly young science and there were a lot of people who wrote the books on everything at ou and you get all those big heads in one space and it's not you know people can't get along so <laughs> not that anyone is like less impressive at ou now just that there's like so many more meteorologists and it's opened up all the possibilities so therefore there's not as much cutthroatedness going on right so at least that's how i read it so yeah okay radar meteorology that's not surprising either mm -hmm. yeah i say none of my i don't have anything like well i was going to be a marine biologist i don't have anything that's totally <laughs> so you're totally born. wacko yeah everything so. was engineering ish yeah and you, you know probably, engineering adjacent <laughs> you probably took the least engineering path and yet now you're virtually an engineer <laughs> in every sense except the legal sense of the word <laughs> <laughs> oh man um do you have lehman geophysical pocket protectors you do right we haven't had any made but that would actually oh, be great booth swag that's super disappointing 
I'm very disappointed. Because I think they're kind of going to be coming back around, right? All the stuff from the 70s is. I think so, too. What would be super funny, because this is a huge deal, it's been a fun paper. Women's clothing does not have pockets. <laughs> and right. I have I have two work flannels. That's not surprising <laughs> to anybody. Dress flannel. <laughs> so the nicer one. <laughs> it's, I went to put, okay, you can't put screwdrivers in a lot of pockets. You can if they're overalls. I love this conversation already. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like one of those little tiny, you know, freebie screwdrivers that you have on every surface, right? Those ones that... The ones the, that don't fit any screw that exists? That have the... No, they fit every screw that exists. It's the ones with the little pin pocket thing where you can stick it in your pocket protector. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're flatheads, so... <laughs> I have one that's with like a hammer. S- they fit any screw. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so I go to stick that in my pocket, and it falls straight out. <laughs> and I was like, "My God!" And so the things I'm taking off. So I have a couple of like knobs from I was refinishing this desk, and the desk knobs. It's tiny desk. It's like a little bitty thing. Wouldn't fit in the pocket of my work flannel. Like, that's how tiny the pockets are. <laughs> and my husband's just yep. laughing the whole time. He's like, what is this useless piece of clothing? <laughs> no right. women's clothes. And it's like ruched at the bottom. Like, why is this pocket like this? So you should make super tiny pocket protectors and joke that those are like for the women's pockets. Because every I think, woman... Whereas John's walking around like I am with cargo pants exactly. that have 80 pockets on them exactly. and a hoodie that has six and, and a hidden pocket. And a loop and all the... Yeah. Oh. Yep. He thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Anytime I get a new pair of pants, he's like, oh, those pockets. Like, they're sewed shut. They're not even pockets. Like, what do you mean? So I've got to tell you, my, my new favorite work pants, they have pockets in the knees that let me put in knee pads, oh, knee pads. that are made for the pants. So if I'm going to be like on my hands and knees working a lot, I can slide knee pads Dude. into pockets built into the pants. It's amazing. So this is not... Oh, God. <laughs> Um, I would get real mad, but there's some women's workwear clothing now, like whole lines. Like there's this place called Dove Women's Workwear, and I've never seen overalls I've coveted more. <laughs> They're <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. There's that pencil pocket <laughs> that every dude's pair of pants has. <laughs> like There's like three of them. They're zippered pockets. There's all these special pockets. Oh, yeah. It's amazing there's that pocket in the top that has a glasses you know lens wiper thing that's like stuck into the pocket so you can't lose it i think one of the pockets is magnetic yeah (laughs) yeah it's good stuff so we're we're rebelling is all i'm saying (laughs) well i do need to get so funny story um (laughs) Let's see, when I was an undergrad, probably for the second half of my undergrad career, I wore a pocket protector basically every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. You remember. Yep. <laughs> and I did well into grad school, I guess to the point where I was working so much, I sort of gave up on dress shirts. <laughs> um, but I had one, and it was my favorite. It was a clear pocket protector. 
Mm-hmm. I got it from this amazing website, which I hope still exists, that sold all variety of pocket protectors. But it was called, do you remember? Oh my God, no, I don't. But I, oh God, what was it? The name of the product on the website was The Stealth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> god yeah. and it was not it was just a giant clear pocket protector but it was great you put your you put your pin you put your pencil you put whatever other you know little pin light or a screwdriver or a rule or whatever in there and uh, every morning you just slap it in your pocket and go oh man that's um i mean <laughs> that's some good stuff good stuff so yes we need to get some lehman geophysical ones printed before the next conference yeah booth swag that would be awesome Mm -hmm. i would yes it would be amazing (laughs) i think you'd be out of him in seconds (laughs) it is it is on my to-do list now to look into um did i tell you about the conversation that i had with a high school student i don't know that i've heard about a specific one i haven't so I got a cold call, cold email from a small town here in Oklahoma. The instructor said that she's having her students write about, they have to do a career essay. And she said she had a student that was, you know, an honor student, ridiculously advanced, who wanted to be a geologist. And could she call me to interview me for this paper she has to write? And I said, absolutely, this sounds great. Give her my number. The student calls me. She was so articulate about geology, more so than any of my students. And I said, so I think your teacher said you guys are seniors? She said, no, I'm a sophomore. I said, my God. I said, you call me when you're ready to go to school. Like, I will, right? I will accept you into grad school immediately. Um, but... She asked one of her questions. I assume all the students have to ask these same questions, essentially. But she said, like, what are the skills someone would need for your job? And I wanted to joke that I was a professor. Obviously, there's no skill needed. (laughs) But (laughs) one thing I said was, you know what I would want in in someone is someone that's handy. I said, we take machinery out into the field. And if it breaks, we can't collect samples. And the knowledge of how the machinery works has nothing to do with geology. (laughs) It's just common sense knowledge. And she immediately grasped this. And she said, this was not anything I ever thought about. But I guess you'd have to fix. And I don't know if being from a small town makes you more knowledgeable about, about this stuff. But she was making, you know, comparisons to basically like being a farmer is so much more than knowing about your soil, right? Like, right. You're stuck out in the middle of the field with this broken farm equipment. You have to fix it. Um, and I said, you know, that's what I'd want. And I said, I've talked to other professors who have said that students lack these mechanical capabilities. And that's something I would look for and would be excited about. It's something I'm excited about my students now that I have. We've discussed this in great detail. And she was like, that's really cool. I never thought about that. That's something... I think I'll work on and like tout that I have that ability. I told her I thought that was an excellent idea. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, which I know is like your whole mission in life, but I just wanted you to know 
But did you did you tell her to listen to our podcast? I sure did, and she freaked out. I said, I know podcasts are for old people. Sorry, everyone out there listening. I've been told numerous times that podcasts are for old people. And she goes, I am obsessed with podcasts. And yeah, she was so excited. So I mean, It's practically reading a newspaper at this point. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. But she said she listens to a ton of podcasts every week. So I All told right. her to listen to ours. I hope she's out there right now. <laughs> Well, hello. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, I think that's a great skill. But that's your job yeah. now. That's not alternate universe job. Yes, that is my job now. Uh, and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's handy when you have some of these skills because, like you said, everything that we do in the lab requires a lot of pain in making experiments work, right? Oh, so much pain so much pain that yeah mm-hmm. sometimes you just need an outlet for your pain and that outlet <laughs> is this week's fun paper friday yay <laughs> i almost don't so, want to share this website because i don't want it to get taken down <laughs> i know uh so thanks brendan uh so this this came from slack uh and it was not submitted as a fun paper it was just submitted to me as hey you'll enjoy this um if you want to find brendan in slack he is der geophysiker (laughs) in the uh software underground but the the paper is electron band structure in germanium my ass Oh, man. Um, This is my favorite favorite abstract of all time. Uh, The exponential dependence of resistivity on temperature in germanium is found to be a great big lie. (laughs) My careful theoretical modeling and painstaking experimentation reveal, one, that my equipment is crap, as are all the available texts on the subject, and two, this whole exercise was a complete waste of my time. (laughs) So this is a lab report. In which students were supposed to explore and suddenly discover that there is a power law-ish relation of temperature and resistivity of germanium uh, because of energy bands and zero charge carrier density regions, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Um <laughs> Difficult experiment to perform that this physics student clearly spent weeks trying to do, and the plot of the data is pure scatter. (laughs) Shotgun. (laughs) Though there is a beautiful trend line drawn through it, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, I love that the experimental procedure is the largest thing on here, which describes the... Futility of trying to solder wires onto a germanium crystal. And that you can forget about getting any of the grad students to help you out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What I was impressed about in this, which I imagine you were too, is he talks about (laughs) the second-rate equipment he scavenged from the back of his lab, none of which worked properly. Soon wised up, swiped replacements from the well-stocked research labs. (laughs) They give you broken tool, or speaking about how they treat undergrads, they give you broken tools and they don't understand why you don't get any results. 
But yet, this person went and, you know, instead of not getting an answer when saying, this is broken, why doesn't it work? They went and found stuff that worked. Good for them. <laughs> and then they tried to use liquid nitrogen in a mm-hmm. coil mm-hmm. Uh, to, to cool these germanium samples. Mm-hmm. And th- midway through their experiment, the thermos started leaking. <laughs> and there's this sentence verbatim from the paper. That's right. I pay a cool 10 grand a quarter to come here, and yet they can't spare five bucks to ensure that I have a working thermos. <laughs> oh, man. The first line of the results section, also, I feel like I want to write this in every paper I write from now on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the figure caption, we'll, we'll let you click on those. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. We'll just let you click on that. Yeah, that's right. Um, I do love the, that's bona fide 100% real data, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Dick it myself over two weeks. Not a leisurely two weeks. <laughs> Banking on my hopes that whoever grades this will just look at the pictures, I drew an exponential through my noise. I believe the apparent legitimacy legitimacy is I believe the apparent legitimacy is enhanced by the fact that I used a complicated computer program to make the fit. I understand this is the same process by which the top quark was discovered. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> Um, the last line, his conclusion, the conclusion, I don't know if it's a he, um, I'll let you, I won't take this away from you. (laughs) Conclusion, going into physics was the biggest mistake of my life. I should have declared CS. I still wouldn't have any women, but at least I'd be rolling in cash. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every like CS department recruiter should <laughs> have this laying around. Right. <laughs> and also, um, it took me four times reading the title before I realized it was germanium and not geranium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure geraniums wouldn't hold up too well to 100 Kelvin. I was like, what a weird like energy bands in geraniums. <laughs> What's weird about that flower? Oh, wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to say manganese. Gotta keep that. Yeah, see, we all have those words. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, this is uh, excellent. Excellent. User K. Ovar, who had put this on what I assume is their personal webpage, mm-hmm. their web space that's hosted by Wisconsin. Uh, we hope you got a good grade and don't yeah. regret going into physics. It's it's not the biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> it's just up there. <laughs> oh, obviously, your Excel skills will get you through. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, if you are able to help user K. Ovar with some data for the temperature dependence of the resistivity of germanium... <laughs> Or would like to help out, as as he points out, uh, he says, you can read about it yourself if you want to, although I don't recommend it. <laughs> so if you've got some good resources for this user to to read, uh, we, we'd love to see those. Or if you have your own lab report. Uh, we've had one lab report that somebody has sent in to us where they mentioned our company. Oh, excellent. As, 
uh, they would use us to solve the problem for them. That's how they would tackle it. <laughs> so if, if you have anything like that that you'd like to send in, we'd love to see it. Shannon, how can folks get a hold of us? <laughs> send us your geraniums. Show at don'tpanicgeocast.com. We're on Twitter at don'tpanicgeo. I'm at Shannon Doolin. John is at geo underscore Lehman. We're on Slack, the don't panic channel of the software underground and thank you to our patreon supporters if you would like to support us you may do so patreon.com slash don't panic geo and until next week remember don't panic it's not an exact science any opinions findings conclusions or recommendations expressed are solely ours and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers or funding